0: john we have the ceo of fox sports eric shanks on the eve of the super bowl and we didn't even talk any interventions
1: and i think for me i want to be great
0: at what i do and even you know talking even last week with the people at fox sports you know and and the leadership there allowed me to start you know my fox opportunity in in the fall of 2024 is
2: something that's great for me so take some time to really learn become great at what i want to do become great at um you know, thinking about the opportunity and making sure I don't rush into anything.
0: And we're back. in The Marshan and Oran Sports Media Podcast. I'm Andrew Marshan, sports media columnist for the New York Post. He's John Oran, the media reporter for the Sports Business Journal. Very excited for the big get. We have Eric Shanks, Today and then we're gonna have a special pod coming out on Friday. We're scheduled to have Brian Rolap, the number two at the NFL, who's involved and responsible basically for all their big uh, media deals that they've done, including the latest with YouTube uh, for Sunday Ticket.
2: Going to be a strange interview because he apparently doesn't listen to our
0: pod. Uh, yeah, I think he listens. All right, let's go. Who's up? Who's down?
1: Who's up? Who's down?
0: My who's up is Tom Brady. Brady is in such a great position. He can take a year off, a little gap year, before he's going to join Fox Sports as their lead analyst. Ten-year, $375 million. When you listen to Brady, I mean, you know, there is the question is, is he going to do it? Is he not going to do it? Uh, You know, talking to Fox people, they feel very confident that Brady will be in the booth. It's a lot of money. Uh, But the thing that they, they, they keep talking about is that Tom Brady wants to be the best. We know he's considered the greatest of all time as a player, as a broadcaster. Um, He has all the cards. If he wants to do it, if he doesn't, he can now enjoy a year off, which is kind of nice before. Because most people I know, the people I know who have 10-year, 375 million contracts, they usually start them right away. So (laughs) Brady's going to wait a year.
2: My who's up? Andrew fick Fox Sports PR. I believe this is the first time we have ever had a communications executive on the Who's Up list. We've done the Who's Down before, Dan Mason's in of a yes. NBC, but they said it couldn't be done. He delivered on Eric Shanks as, as the big get, uh, as, a, a great interview that we have. But also, how many words was your uh, Kevin Burkhart, Greg Olson story?
0: Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Probably. A- 1,200,
2: 1,200. I came in at 1,800 words. I sell stories in The Athletic, The Ringer. I mean, that guy, he, he, he got – I know i know it's Super Bowl week, and it's sort of, you know, easier, easier to pitch stories than not – But Andrew Begare, he got a bunch of stories out, and he got us air tanks. He's my, my, he was up.
0: Before I do my who's down, though, I did have a question for you. Which, I read the Olsen piece, a little positive. I mean, which historical figure do you think he should be compared to? Gandhi? (laughs) MLK? george washington like which which uh you know historical figure do you think greg olson should be compared to you know
2: i'm glad you brought that up because i went into that, that I, I was behind the scenes for the, for that story and the whole story was supposed to be about hey here's the crew going into the super bowl and uh, uh, very quickly uh, I, I noticed they love greg olson look at some of those quotes in that story they really like him and so you're who's up tom brady when he wants to come into the booth he's going to go into the booth like he's going into the booth potentially replacing somebody who is really bonded with uh, and and is really well liked really well liked by the people in that crew it's going to be interesting to see
0: right, let's move to who's down john i'll take it first uh, last week caused a little of a stir on this podcast when i said this i know cbs is aware of this they tried an intervention last off season um, you know trying to and they, they knew they anticipated this so that's a credit to them people in charge there, but it has not gotten better and it's a problem. CBS Sports is my who's down. I'll tell you why. So after wrote a story they said they always have meetings with people I was giving them credit they realize they have an issue which they do with Tony Romo and Jim Nance a year from now the Super Bowl is going to be a CBS Super Bowl they're gonna to have to figure out how Nance and Romo are going to get better um, the word intervention is you know they hadn't gone down to go see Tony Romo uh, it's not something they do all the time they are trying to figure out a way to make Nance and Romo better so CBS I was trying Trying to actually tell something they were doing positively, realizing there's an issue with that broadcast booth. So that was I was trying to give him credit, but anyways, things happen. So CBS Sports, who's down? All right. So describe intervention. What is an intervention? Well, I did look it up uh, in Webster's dictionary. Well,
2: <laughs> that's how the conversations went, huh?
0: Well, no. I mean, I, I look. The this is what happened. They hadn't gone down to. See Tony. They went down to see Tony Romo last off-season. Sean McManus, the chairman of CBS Sports, he went on one visit. Uh, the uh, lead producer for the NFL uh, games, Jim Rickoff, also went out. I think a couple times, uh, maybe some other people as well. And they wanted to get Tony Romo back to the form that he had shown when he was first out of the league when he retired and he was first in the booth and he was in sensation. Uh, he doesn't sound the same. His 2019 AFC Championship game, not only because he was predicting all the plays correctly, it was Chiefs-Patriots, but just how on top of it he was, uh, there's a difference. This year and last year, there are times where he doesn't know the names of players. That's bad. Now, you know, I've talked about this a number of times, it's the combination. You know, that could be endearing, like an Al McGuire was, uh, if he had the right partner. Uh, You know, Nance doesn't really pick him up that way. Uh, You know, that's not Nance's thing necessarily, to be quick on his feet that way, but they just have to figure out to get, Romo studying more to get better chemistry between those two. And a year from now, they have the Super Bowl. And you can't, the, the reason the intervention works is, is correct because if things don't improve, a year from now, they're going to be pretty nervous going to that Super Bowl about their broadcast booth.
2: All right. My who's down? Peyton Manning and Eli Manning, for, for that matter. I'm looking at Austin Karp's uh, Twitter feed. The Pro Bowl on ESPN and ABC got 6.2 million viewers, which is down from 6.7 million viewers. They changed the Pro Bowl up, they got less viewers. The the goal in this game is to get more. And so on my social feeds, people seem to love the touch football. Uh, People seem to react well to it on social. But in terms of the the raw numbers of people that wanted to watch uh, flag football instead of an exhibition uh, uh, football game with pads, uh, that's a pretty significant drop for me. So I, I, I think that that's something. I might not be getting a blanket next year, but, you know, there's something that yeah, v- you, bears you watching. You took my line. I was huh?
0: about to say. Yeah, I could, <laughs> by the
2: way, your eyes lit up. I, I knew exactly what was coming there.
0: Yeah, th- big podcast listeners, I was going to say blanket coverage from John <laughs> Orand on Omaha Productions. <laughs> they we're doing this podcast a little differently. A lot of times we go to the topics, but we got someone like the Fox Sports CEO on with the Super Bowl uh, days away. Uh, you want to get right to that.
2: Yeah, let's get to Eric.
0: John, joining us now, the big get. Eric Shanks has been the CEO of Fox Sports for nearly 13 years. Here in the position at just 38 years old. Fox, John, is completing what is one of the most incredible runs in sports broadcasting history with this Sunday Super Bowl. Over the last 12 months, they've had the World Cup, the World Series, the most watched NFL game in history on Thanksgiving, Daytona 500, and they led a college football transformation with the Big Ten deals.
2: Yeah, but the real reason we want Shanks on here Uh-oh. is because you're a newsman. That's right, newspaper, newspaper owner. The Ohio we're all Valley by the News. way, we're all
1: newsmen up here, right? Yes, yes. we're all uh, print journalists. Exactly. Yeah. You
2: got a newspaper.
1: What is that about? Uh, well, I I grew up um, in high school working at our local newspaper in Brazil, Indiana, um, and you know, did a lot of different jobs. And uh, my wife and I live in Ojai, California, and when that newspaper was um, gonna uh, be up for sale, um, we thought it was the right thing to do uh, with a couple of other partners to um, make sure that the paper was in the right hands. The guy that sold it to us said that a town needs three things and it's a, a working sewer system, a hospital, and a newspaper. Um, and, as you guys know, towns with newspapers are, you know, they function more properly, uh, there's less corruption, um, there, everything is better in a town when there's local journalism. And so... And,
2: and I'll we, tell you what, I went to the website uh, before this interview. we got a big story today. Top story, the, uh, the City Council of Ojai hired a law firm in San Francisco and won't tell anybody why. Exactly. So, we filed a lot of uh, Freedom of Information Acts.
1: They're trying to sidestep us, but we're on the case. We're on the case. So, Eric, I want
2: want to ask you, though, 38 years old, you're you're all of a sudden heading up Fox Sports. How did that happen? How does that happen? Wow.
1: Uh, Okay. You're going back a little ways. Um, Let's see. So, you know, it's – Fox Sports was a startup, actually, not too long ago. I mean, for all of us, not too long ago. And – it was a pretty small place where, you know, I think it was the kind of ultimate meritocracy with lot, not a lot of like built-in historic layers at this place. Um, and so, you know, um, they sent me around to do a lot of different jobs. Uh, I worked in ad sales for a while, produced Best Damn Sports Show for a while sent me overseas to start Sky Italia, and then, uh, you know, at DirecTV for a while, and again, you know, it was kind of right place, right time, where David Hill and Chase were looking to kind of change management at Fox Sports, and I had just ended my stint with Chase uh, at DirecTV, and, um,
2: you know, I guess they thought I was the right person to run this place is that how you try to run it now with the same sort of not as much meritocracy not as much meritocracy
1: no clearly there has to be meritocracy it's a merit-based system um the uh no i learned a lot from chase and david i mean chase probably the most brilliant business mind uh that i've ever had the chance to observe um and david Probably the most brilliant showman um, in probably sports around the world and so being able to combine those two things is still really what Fox Sports is today or what everybody you know at Fox Sports believes it is when you work there.
0: Right, let's get to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl Sunday uh, we are here uh in phoenix arizona the games in scottsdale the day of the super bowl where are you how do you watch you know do you say stuff during the broadcast what is it like for the ceo of fox sports during a super bowl
1: yeah it's one of those um i think the playoffs that i'm out on the road for and then obviously this game um it is one of those that whether richie and russo like it or not i'm in the truck um John, you were in the truck last week at the NFC Championship. Um, you've probably been in a lot of them. This is probably the most calm, quiet truck that is just going about their business methodically. Um, and so it's it's a very, um, you know, it's almost kind of like, for me, it's a, a zen place where everybody's focused on one thing, which is telling the story of the game. Not telling the story that you want to tell, but, you know, Letting the game come to you, and through Greg's eyes, through Kevin's eyes, down through Richie and Z, and then, you know, just being in there to be able to add uh, any other set of eyes um, that that I can, and you know, having grown up uh, in in TV trucks, it's really
2: the only place that I want to be on Super Bowl Sunday. Mike Mulvihill, your executive vice president, of overseas research went on the record. I've never seen an executive do this before a Super Bowl, went on the record predicting an all time NFL uh, record for viewership from this Super Bowl. Where do you stand on that, Eric?
1: Well, I read the memo that uh, he sent out and then I read your paraphrasing of it. So I think in translation, you're the one that said he's going to that he said he set a record. but I think he caveated it, as Mike always does. Yeah, uh, I didn't uh, put quotes yeah, in, in, exactly, in there because yeah. Mike, Mike is always Mike is always right, or leaves himself room to be right. Um, there he is, right there. The um, it has the. It, I mean, look, it has the makings to do exactly what Mike said. If everything goes our way, um, it has the makings to set a record. Which, really, for any network that does that, it's it's really just for chest thumping. It it doesn't mean anything to. Ad sales—it's really just who holds the record, kind of at that time, so that we say that we say that we did. But a lot has to go your way, right? Um, you have to have a really high initial tune-in at kickoff. You have to have a great halftime show, um, and then you have to have a finish to the game that keeps keeps people around. And if all that goes our way, then maybe
0: Mike will be right for once. Now, Eric, for we're once, <laughs> my gosh. We just had uh, you just had your you know, press conferences. Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson are gonna be calling the Super Bowl. You had Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. This was a crazy year in terms of what happened with uh, uh, sports casters and, and movement. From your point of view, just take us through, you know, from your seat, what happened from, you know, Troy and Joe leaving to now and how we got here.
1: Yeah, I mean I'm sure you've probably talked to uh probably our peers as well. Um I think everybody was kind of reading and and reacting and trying to figure out okay, you know, if 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 this puzzle piece moves around here, you know, what are your options? Um you know, between Brad Zager and myself, um we always knew that Kevin and Greg could call a Super Bowl 100%. So if if what eventually happened you know, was in the cards that Joe and Troy ended up going somewhere else, didn't know where that was gonna be at, at one moment in time, we were honestly never really scrambling behind the scenes because we knew that, that Kevin and Greg could absolutely step up at a high level, and I think now everybody's seeing that as well. So for us, the bummer was Joe and Troy leaving, but then after that, we were pretty content you know, with with what
2: our plan was. What has surprised you about uh, Greg and Kevin? Look, th- the only thing that has
1: surprised me is that everybody now is seeing what we've seen for the last, you know, two seasons before this one, um, is that Greg is a phenomenal talent. Um, he is passionate about the game. He's able to... Teach the audience really high level concepts in an entertaining way, and you know the thing that sets people apart in this business is they put in the work right like like he wants to be great, and this is what he does and so our production meetings are absolutely fantastic like you want to go out and play the game right then um And just so that you're, you know, everybody in the truck is on the same page, you know, as, as what Greg has told us the night before.
0: How did the Tom Brady deal come together?
1: Uh, Let's see. Initial conversations. um, And then a surprise retirement um, that we found out about on Twitter, just like everybody else. And then brad zager really saying hey we've done it before we've done it with greg we did it with michael strahan um we've done it with others you know would you be open to having the conversation about you know having your we we just we we did it with kevin harvick just this past weekend um but would you be open to at least you know having the conversation about planning post playing career if you're going to go back and um You know it all came together and that's that's where we are today
0: what's your relationship with brady like right now
1: that's an odd question
0: (laughs) well i mean like how how much communication have there been over the last year with tom um yeah look i
1: conversation uh obviously you know getting to know you know what that uh cadence is going to be like but I can already tell, I mean, there's a reason why people say not only is he the greatest player of all time, but he's an even better person. And I think that what you're seeing is, um, you know, even what he did yesterday on Colin Coward, you know, coming on and making sure that people knew what his plans were of taking a year off and knowing that we had this week here, um, that was kind of a good teammate move.
0: I reported his 10-year, $375 million deal. Why does a contract like that make sense for for Tom Brady?
1: Well, for Tom Brady, it does.
0: (laughs) For Fox Sports (laughs) signing Tom Brady. Um,
1: Look, everything, it makes sense for what you think is going to be the long-term partnership or the long-term value. 10 years is an enormous amount of time in this business. Tom even said yesterday that you know he wants people to he wants to um, make sure that uh, he fulfills whatever people's expectations are of him if they believe in him and um, that's that's exactly what he's going to do being a long-term you know teammate here at Fox sports
2: I hope you appreciate we waited about ten minutes before you asked about Brady. That's fine. Well, uh, here's the thing. Sounds-
0: why would you want to be asked about Tom Brady? I mean, I, the, the one thing you have to say is, you know, forgetting the contract, you would want to be in business with Tom Brady. I mean, I think that, at the end of the day, is why you want Tom Brady. I mean, he's considered the greatest of all time. I mean, I think you guys are going to have to figure out how to get him into stadiums. I mean, it's not just uh, he walks in, right? I, he's Tom Brady. Yeah, look, I mean... So that, no apologies for me. Maybe John, John Oran of the channel exactly right? Oran.
1: But, um, again, uh, he's, uh, he's already saying that he wants to be the greatest to ever do this as well. So I think being in being in that business, you're exactly right. Um, and, you know, f- from all indications, from what everybody has said, he's one of the most amazing teammates you could ever have.
2: Eric, a big game coming up this weekend. Should we expect a cameo from Tom Brady? No. Uh, he's going to take a year off. He's going to start in uh, 2024. Should we expect him on air on Thanksgiving next regular season? Have you thought that through yet? Uh, I don't know if uh, if if that'll happen. Um, we
1: really haven't talked about it. Don't want to put you know a ton of pressure on you know making one thing uh, happen or not. I think that what we're going to be doing is, you know, uh, he wants to put in a lot of work in the off season, and um, you know we'll go from there.
0: All right, we're going to go to college football in a moment of all your big deals, but one more on this, Troy Aikman was on our podcast. He's been on a number of places. He's called you out saying that the communication wasn't, you know, good enough. And that was one of the reasons that he left and he was disappointed. What was your take on all that? Um,
1: Look, I feel pretty good about the the way that, you know, the last conversation that uh, I had with Troy as it related to that matter. um, Once I found out, um, you know, called him and wished him well.
0: Gotcha. So would that surprise you that he's been so vocal about saying like things went wrong? I mean, he did get an $18 million a year contract, which is pretty good to leave for ESPN. But, you know, he's kind of like said like there was something wrong in terms of the relationship or that he wasn't communicated with properly.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I probably try not to read everything that comes out of, um, you know, interviews that people want to. Probably either gin him up or, whatever. But um, you know, between the musical chairs and where things ended up, I think I feel pretty good about the communication.
0: I got one more because I've given you credit for this, and I just want to hear what the reasoning. You let Joe out of his contract a year early. What was the thinking there? Super Bowl year. uh, You know, he's been here for 24, 25 years before, um, maybe even longer. Uh, What was the thinking on your end to, to let him out a year early?
1: Well, I tried not to let him out uh a year early um and then he asked and you know i felt the finality in his voice been friends with joe for a really long time um and when he got to the point of really asking we knew that was it all right
2: let's get to some rights deals uh that are coming up a college football playoff is fox interested
1: yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, our, our status in college football, our investment in college football is, um, you know, something that we've made uh, a high priority. You know, we think that um, college football is one of our core five rights. And, you know, what we've done is we've, um, you know, really increased our market share in the last five years and put a, um, put a real big product on the air with our commitment to big noon Saturday, and big noon kickoff. You know, kind of gone from, you know, having minimal market share to having the number one window in all of college football, and so yeah, I think that uh, you know we've told the people at um, in in the CFP that we're we're definitely in the mix.
2: I've been very bearish about that that deal. To me, it's Boise State versus Alabama in Tuscaloosa. How much is that worth to you? I mean, is is the price um, going to possibly be a hindrance there? Look, everything is uh, market based and a moment in
1: time. And then, you know, you've got to be pretty content with your strategy in the sense that, you know, adding, you know, it has to have real value, right? To be additive to our portfolio. And, you know, once you go through NFL, Big Ten, you know, World Series, FIFA, NASCAR, you know, it has to actually elevate that that mix um beyond ad sales if it's strategic and so you know i think at that point you got to figure out you know what is the market telling you it's going to cost and then what does it do for you it's good it's it's you know these rights are they they're valued differently by different people right for whatever what they need at that moment in time
0: what about how about the pack 12 you've interest there
1: uh, you know i think again we're really we've we've set our strategy and i think we're really content um, and able to be opportunistic. So if there was something opportunistically with the Pac-12, but you know now that we have the Big Ten and the Big 12 done, um, I think we're content with with where we are. And if something came up, you know, we definitely look at it.
0: In the Big Ten, I mean, obviously you guys were uh, behind those negotiations and, and doing the deal for for Big new How did you feel like that? How did you come out of that in terms of? your partners and with the Big Ten. What was your feeling in terms of those deals and how it's gonna work out now with uh, your kind of triple header of Fox, CBS, and then, and then uh, NBC at night?
1: Yeah, I think there was, um, the Big Ten came out uh, a winner, right? With, with those three partners. Um, and really kind of having an NFL feel to Saturday um, with three broadcast networks dedicating national airtime to one conference. Um, the, uh, addition of USC and UCLA, if the market, or if, if the college football landscape was going to shift, um, as it already did with Texas and Oklahoma, it just, I think that those are the right, um, great pieces of value add for the, for the big 10 and strengthens the big 10, um, and keeps them, you know, the the big 10 and the sec kind of really, uh on par at least with each other so um you know we I think I think we feel good about our long-term strategic relationship with the Big Ten through the Big Ten network and then also Fox and then you know being able to at least help uh in our own way with the addition of USC and UCLA all
0: right let's uh, move to streaming you know I've said that your decision Fox Sports is decision not to get into streaming at this moment, you know, might turn out to be one of the great decisions in sports media history. Media history maybe. So first off, you're welcome. Uh secondly, uh what uh what, what was your thinking in terms of doing that?
1: Doing nothing's a great strategy. Um that's a joke by the way. But that's pretty uh, good. I was yeah. like, oh
0: is that uh, really true? The, uh, <laughs> like, look, look, we, we,
1: I, I nodded my head I to was that. Like, Wait, I, I, yes, I I thought it's like, like wow. I'm good at know, that. Uh, um, I have this theory of uh management by procrastination <laughs> and I was gonna write a book on it. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. But the um the idea of Rupert and Lachlan understanding that um they didn't have to do a Me Too service in the sense that um they really recognized, I believe, that it wasn't just about the idea of streaming, it was about the difference between on-demand and live, and where can you be the winner? And I think you saw Rupert's decision to sell really the on-demand assets to Disney, um, and then um, to, to Comcast and in the, in the, in the, in Sky, but um, really then being able to focus on what you can be number one at, um, if there's going to be really kind of a commoditization of on-demand content and then it becomes down to how do you deliver that and so I think what we've all seen is that no one streaming sports service can fulfill what a sports fan needs and so you're stuck creating your own bundle uh, and if once you start leaking out the content that was in the bundle it it gets super confusing people at first think it's more economical but then when you get everything all the streaming services you'd need to have to watch the cowboys you're back to a bundled price and you're switching between apps and all that and so you know for the sports fan still having that bundle whether it's through streaming or not like we're not anti-streaming probably about 15 to 20% of our consumption comes through what you'd call is streaming and it's a great it's a great product in most cases. So, um, we feel again like really good that we didn't go down that path but also have the optionality just like everybody else to do it, you know, if the time comes for us to do it.
0: Can I say 2B? I just love saying 2B. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great thing to say.
2: So that optionality, though, is what I'm interested in. What are you looking for to make your decision on On what needs to happen for you to say, okay, now we're going down that path?
1: I think something different than what's happening today. Um, and so what's happening today is I think you're seeing you know, real growth at the virtual MVPDs, and they're putting out a great product. You're seeing, you just rattled them off at the beginning. We're seeing record ratings in College football multi-year highs in NFL, um, you know, World Cup set record ratings, and you know we were the gatekeeper on the World Cup. None of that leaked out of the the bundle, and you're still setting record ratings. And so, um, I think something something different has to has to happen today, and and you know that something different might. Also, be that you know, with the jury kind of still being out on those standalone streaming services, maybe the something that happens is either through consolidation or through other strategic decisions,
2: the bundle does start to become much more appealing again. I have one more question, and it, it, we're we're like so thrilled to have you on here because we talked about you know the the from the beginning the. I've never seen this before in, in sports media in terms of the big events that have been on Fox, from the World Cup to the World Series to to the Super Bowl and Daytona's in a, in a week as, as well. We mentioned the Big Ten uh, deal, which is uh, you know Andrew and I have talked about this a lot. It, it's one of the best business deals I've ever covered you guys decided you know who who were going to get those uh, those rights. Um, the streaming uh, deal was another like a really good one, but the one. That I'm really most impressed with is your RSN deal, and you you made the decision to sell the uh, the RSN group to Disney for I don't have the numbers in front of me like 20 20 billion 21 billion dollars. They turned around, they sold it to uh, Sinclair for say 14 billion, and I remember the price was getting down to 10 billion. I remember having an interview with you, and I was like, why don't you get it? You could save that's 20 that's 10 billion that you would make and you you stayed away from it even even right then what did you see
1: um well rupert's the one that sold the business right um i think everybody that we worked, g- we gave you total credit yeah, for that yeah. um wasn't mine to sell but uh you know you sell a newspaper if you an, want exactly <laughs> if you, there's a newspaper for sale if you guys want to buy it the um or at least an ad in the newspaper for the for the podcast the um uh The group that worked you know on the rsns at at one point you know we had 44 of the 88 nba nhl and mlb rights so we were we were deep into it um and i think we all you know we we had eventually you know come to be the the main partner in the the yes network you know as well and that was really kind of the the cap for us was being a partner with the yankees and and we thought, driving an enormous amount of value, right, into the YES network. And it probably got to a point where we thought, or at least a group of us, knew how much leverage we were using of the entire Fox portfolio to continue to get the distribution and the fees that we were getting on those RSNs. They were by no means, inside of the Fox portfolio, they were by no means a standalone business. Um, every part of the Fox portfolio was used for the the distribution and the fees,
2: which is uh, crazy to the, me because uh, the local rights are powerful. The ratings that you see from those networks are like through the roof locally. It, it that makes uh, it, like, but but I, I I saw that. I Yes Network got knocked off, and it took uh, and, and New yeah, Jersey, in New Jersey, Connecticut. It's, it's hard. It took it's Fox on, News to put them back to on. To be out there
1: on your own is is really hard, especially when you're asking such a, a high rate Mm -hmm. you know um and there was a lot of strategy that went into it but i think we felt pretty good that at that moment of the transaction fox had gotten everything out of the rsns that that we were able to get out of and you know i at the time when we let go of of the rsns the the earnings of our rsns were about essentially the exact same size as hbo Right, and if you look at where those two businesses have come, kind of in the last five years, it's pretty amazing.
0: John Eric Shanks been the CEO since he was 38 years old. It's pretty good. You're also, I think, on the Sports Business Journal Hall of Fame 40 Under 40. 40 Under
2: 40 Hall of Fame. Thank you, John. I did. I did, I did all, all those guys. write-ups. Thank you, John.
0: So you're a Hall of Famer? I guess so. Okay. Yeah. I vote for the Baseball yeah, Hall of Fame. Exactly. All right, so I, don't, I don't vote for that I'm one. It's a, an it's, a,
2: it's a beautiful building By in way, Charlotte, North Carolina.
1: I ask, where is the Oran Marshand? Uh, or Marchand oran super bowl party right. um, have cuz i i must have missed the invite is this where you guys get all the ups on one side and all the downs on the other it's actually a it, tournament or it's something?
2: breakfast at the courtyard marriott right. so more than well and Marchand, uh, you see us party. does
0: anybody want to come to a party with us i mean come on nobody wants to come to a party with us exactly <laughs> eric thank you
2: who's down who's down
0: <laughs> yeah eric shakes might be who's down <laughs> John Eric Shanks was tremendous. Uh, and we are going to have Brian Rollap, Uh We're scheduled to have him podcast coming out Friday. So you can hear that as well. Uh, here's what I, before we go, I want a prediction from you. I'm putting the over under, a little Francis reference there. The over under, I'm going to go 113.7 million as the over under. That's not my prediction. You have over or under?
2: I'm way over. In fact, I'm over uh, Mova Hills 115 million. I've added 115.2 million.
0: All right, raises for everybody at Fox Sports, including their digital team, because we want to do a wait. Hang special. on, what's your number? You said <laughs> you said thir- uh, 113.2. Wasn't oh, I want your to number? Oh, thank people.
2: Uh, what did you say? One fi- I have 115.2. Okay,
0: I got one. 15.21 okay that was a little uh what is that price is right that's what you do you go one dollar over all right so uh, i beat you again uh we want to thank fox sports digital's team they were tremendous uh looks great we want to thank our guys ac wyatt and chris mason for putting together this podcast uh and if you can like it you, you know, can start you know one more thing
2: yeah real quick uh eric shanks is a 40 under 40 hall of famer by sports business journal michael Bucklin who uh, heads up uh, Fox Sports Digital. He, he, I wrote about him last year. Is Four he years. a 40, is he gonna make the he, Hall of Fame? He's not quite a Hall of Famer yet, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see, he has some time.
0: All right, I'm gonna have to-
2: hey, Andrew, he has time, right?
0: <laughs> if
2: you guys expand the, the uh, requirements. <laughs> <laughs> what, to, to get 41 and 42?
0: <laughs> All right. Well, this might get him in. We might make an exception to the rule. The uh, Veterans Committee is going to put him in uh, to the uh, the Hall of Fame. But we really thank them. They did a tremendous job. And so uh, uh, to, we're happy to bring this to you and really thank Eric Shanks for joining us. Again, like it, review it. If you give it the stars, uh, we appreciate it. And we'll, we'll see you on Friday with another podcast.
2: Like and subscribe. Thanks.